Recording from Studio 262 in the AOB, you're tuned in to What the Howl, an inside look at UWG athletics straight from the source. Now here are your hosts, Matt Cook and Jared Boggess. It's a beautiful day in Studio 262. Welcome into episode 22 of What the Howl. I'm Jared Boggess along with my co-host. Matt Cook, your assistant athletic director for Awesome here at the University of West Georgia. You did that thing again. I did. You practicing that West Georgia PA voice? I'm trying. I'm trying. The, practicing the PA voice. Uh, uh, what a great day! It's it, it's pretty. It's hot. We got to see Kevin Hinfield already this morning. Yeah, he he's the number one fan. We've already talked about that. Yeah. and he told me today he's lost like 55 pounds. He looks great. Yeah, Congratulations. He's, he's half the man he used to be. Literally, <laughs> maybe not literally, but he's. It's definitely noticeable. Absolutely. We're proud of you. Proud of you, Kevin. Especially when you've been quarantined and haven't seen anybody. Exactly. Well, I believe that that's part of COVID-19. It's kind of like the freshman 15. Yeah, so COVID-19 is whatever you've put on during quarantine. So Pretty I'm, much. I'm up to like the COVID-23 and a half. <laughs> hey, we're transparent here on what the how. Absolutely. All right, so last week we talked about Pluto at some point. And I just want everybody to know I've done my research. It's cl- classified as a dwarf planet now. A dwarf planet. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what dwarf that, planet is. Is we, that the politically correct statement to make about about a planet? We're not getting into politically <laughs> correct statements, but probably. <laughs> Look, when I Googled it, Wikipedia told me it was a dwarf planet. I'm not saying trust Wikipedia and everything, but I'm trusting it on Pluto. And uh, I'm going on the record and saying it's a dwarf planet. That's kind of the uh, that, that's like the guy that made the, the uh, Thor's hammer, isn't it? Yes. Wow, we are off to a great start here on episode 22, and uh, we hope that you've been along for the ride, and this is the 22nd time you've listened to us. If it is, you probably should leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, don't you think? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it, we love the reviews. We love people talking back to us. We, we love the, the interaction on, on Twitter, UWG Athletics. Small plug there. Small plug. And, you know, Instagram's UWG Sports, Facebook, West Georgia Wolves. You know, we, we appreciate Conversation everywhere. Absolutely. Even in person. Oh, in, with in, a mask on six feet away. Absolutely. Always, always with a mask on six feet away. So today, on today's episode, general discussion of about UWG and what's been going on here recently. The GSC wrapped up the all-decade teams last week. We'll recap those. We're not, we're not salty at all. And uh, we'll also talk the 11th annual Wolves Golf Classic. Yeah, that was a good time last week. Uh, so we'll recap what went down over at Sunset Hills. But Matt, this week, I've heard a rumor we're going to have live sports to watch on TV. I, oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. Ba- I believe baseball is back. I've been working on my OPS. <laughs> That's on base plus slugging. Yeah. I don't I don't know that anybody actually understands that. It's like the cloud. Nobody understands the cloud. No one understands the cloud. No one understands OPS, truly. I have to understand it because I think that's one of the categories on my fantasy baseball league that I joined, and I had it in my draft yesterday, so I better – I better figure out what OPS is. Yeah, and it's, I mean OPS is your OPS is like really good if it's like above one or just below. One. I don't even know. I don't. I don't understand. I think that. it's just basic math. Is it? Yeah, I think it's just literally your on base percentage plus your slugging percentage. On base percentage. It's it, 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 there's addition involved. Yeah, I think it's just simple addition. Really. Yep. But they're percentages, aren't they? Yes. It's two percentages added together, I believe. So wouldn't that be like fractions? Yes. God, I'm so mathing today. You are. I'm very proud of you. Wow. But before we get into any, you know, West Georgia all-decade stuff, um, let's give everyone an update on Mitch Gray, the latest we have. Um, he's now in a regular room at Grady. Yesterday his vitals were good, and they're the same today. And um, talked to his daughter, and they are putting in a feeding tube today, I believe. A yeah, peg tube, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's so that they, they can um, more easily – 
give him meds and also uh, uh, n- nutrition and, and nourishment. And it uh, it it's a, it avoids having to go through the mouth all the time with, with that. So yeah, I, I read they they described what the peg tube was on his Caring Bridge site, mm-hmm. um, but I I just chose to put feeding tube in the script here, and then you went all smart on me and, and did it anyway. Well, I have a nurse for a wife. Oh yeah, you're right. And she tells me things that and she uses a lot of like initials about stuff like yep. NBC, CBS. Those are news stations, but continue. This it's the same kind of feeling though. And and uh it's it's really great when they when several nurses get together all at one time, you're li- literally listening to the alphabet. Yeah. Well, I have a uh, teacher for a wife, so if you want to hear anything about common core math, I'm just kidding. I know nothing about it. <laughs> um, but, yes, I, and all the updates are coming through his Carrying Bridge site. Um, his family is keeping everybody updated there. Just type in carryingbridge.org um, backslash visit backslash Mitch Gray. Yep. So stay up to date on that situation and continue to keep um, Diane and the entire family and Mitch in your thoughts and prayers. Absolutely. Uh, we, we we miss his voice. We miss him being around. Um and uh, and and we we just miss his presence, and uh, and we we hope the best for him as he as as he moves forward. All right, let's move into the GSC All Decade Baseball Team. Um, they released that last Tuesday. We put it on our website, so you may have already seen it. But Cade Marlowe was named Second Team All Decade by the Gulf South Conference. We've talked about him on here before when we did the draft. What an outstanding player he was. Absolutely. Uh, you know, he was an honorable, honorable mention All-America in, in 2019, consensus All-Region. I think he's one of the few people um, who has ever won a uh, Westby Award in all four years of his, uh, of his career here. Wow. I, I did not think about that. I, I think I, I think maybe Devontae Jackson may have as well, but uh, but beyond that, I don't think anybody else has won one in all four years. Not only that, but didn't he win Mr. Wolf twice? Twice, yeah, yeah. So he he's like a he's a Westby pioneer. Yeah, um, he's a legend. Absolutely. So, uh, but but he hit three eighty nine as a senior. Hit above four hundred as a true freshman. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he was a DH that year. Ended up as a center fielder. And uh, a stolen base threat at any point in the game. Not only was he a 400 hitter as a true freshman, he was a 400 hitter as a true freshman on a really good team that went to the regionals. Yes. That team was ridiculously good. We talked about it when we did the draft again. We had forgotten how good they were. Right. But, man, he was a key piece on that that team as a designated hitter. Yep. And uh, he stole 46 46 bases as a senior, which is a single-season record. He holds the career record for stolen bases, was drafted in the 20th round uh, by the Seattle Mariners, and he won the Commissioner's Trophy uh, in, in historic fashion because he and Fran Brim won it in the same year. Yeah, and I'm sure what you've heard us talk about the commissioner's trophies, the top athlete, male and female, in the conference, and it factors in performance on the field, performance in the classroom, and community service. So huge honor for Cade Marlowe to win that last year and Fran Brim as well. Also all decade, honorable mention was Stuart Drew, uh, who is actually in our Hall of Fame, just recently uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame. Uh, Stuart Drew, a fantastic – he was an All-American as a junior – and a uh, fantastic player for two years at West Georgia, but he was all honorable mention. Played second base, right? Correct. And I believe he is in med school. Yeah, no, he's finishing he, up. He's in his residency, yeah, maybe. Yeah, he's in his residency. He's yeah. he, he's he's a doctoral type person. He he made the top ten, did not get the commissioner's trophy. So there you go. Uh, two baseball players who are all decade, but were both um, some of the top athletes in the Gulf South Conference in their time. Now let's move on to a little bit of a sore subject for us and. Before we get into let's just 
let's just use this as a way to say this is how good the Gulf South Conference is in softball. Correct. Um, it, it it really stinks for for what happened for us and for well, let's just get into it. Nicole Yancey, she was named honorable mention all decade. Honorable mention. Yeah, she was a four-time All GSC performer. She held the record for the league in home runs for a brief time, and she's honorable mention. Yeah. But at the same time, like we said, as good as the Gulf South Conference is, you go look at the people who were first team and second team all decade, they've got the numbers, they've got the all-conference, they've played in the NCAA postseason. Some many in the championship game. Exactly. So, you know, I mean, yeah, she's definitely a first team, second team caliber player, but the Gulf South Conference is really good in softball. She also set a record for uh, career walks. Um for yeah, an, an NCAA, NCAA, yeah, NCAA yeah. record for career walks. Uh, I think that that record has been broken since, uh, but still, it, it's not a matter of whether they still hold the record. That she set, she set a record. She set a conference record for home runs, and and here's the interesting thing: the person who was named Player of the Decade is the one who broke her record. I think another thing that hurt her is the fact that it was done by position as opposed to you know just taking the top. 30 players or whatever, and I'm not arguing. That's how an all-decade team should be done right. with a lineup. But the first-team third baseman, Caitlin Bannister out of UAH, two-time GSC Player of the Year, four-time All-GSC, multiple All-Americans. She was fifth in league history in runs scored, third in league history in career hits, third in league history in career home runs. So, again, two-time GSC Player of the Year. The numbers are probably close to the same. Uh, she hit 59 home runs, and Yancey hit 66. So, there you go. She's got more home runs. But the GSC Player of the Year, yeah, you know, you look at those honors. That's well hard and, to argue with. And the the whole thing about position might be another another uh, detriment to her because for for the, for the first three years of her career here, she both pitched and played third base. Correct. Third base was her was her regular position, um, but she also uh, had to pitch as well. And um, and I you know that that kind of that that hurts when you go into a position into a thing into a all decade team that is broken down by position. Now we're not we're not complaining about that part of it. It's just that's what actually happened. Um and it 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 to me is 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 it's pretty pretty rough that that someone of her caliber, someone that did what she did while she was here is is given an honorable mention. But she's still she's still on the team. Yeah. And I I voted on a lot of these ballots um and softball was easily the hardest because there was so much talent um, at every position. The uh, the pitchers were really hard to vote for, um, and third base and first base were equally as difficult. Yeah, and I'll give one more one more uh, little factoid about about Nicole Yancey that I've never seen. We used to play at Wilson Morgan Park in um, Decatur, Alabama. Mm-hmm. The uh, the GSC crossover. And uh, and but we also played in a in a tournament there. I actually saw her hit hit the ball out of the slow pitch softball field twice. Wow, that doesn't happen. No, people don't hit home runs that that far on mm. a regular basis in 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 fast pitch softball. And you heard about it when when she did it because she did it. I'm watching the game, but then I'd hear about it the next day and the next day, and it was it, it was kind of lore, you know, at that yeah. point. Um, which is a great word, by the way. That is a great word. Very proud. It, it, it wasn't folklore. It was just lore. Yeah, she hit some bombs here at university softball field that 
landed close to the soccer field. Yes. So yes. that's a pretty far distance. So and it, so it, it's just it, it's it's not it's not a fair thing, but not everything in life is fair. Um, we we know that. Uh, Nicole, you deserved a little bit more than honorable mention, but uh, we still love you, and you're in the Hall of Fame. She she got in, voted into the Hall of Fame this past year, which we're getting ready to announce the Hall of Fame class for 2020. So be on the lookout for that. Correct. I just need one more person to to respond. Awesome. So that'll be out on uwgsports.com at some point in the next couple weeks, probably. And of course, when it's up, we'll talk about it right here on What the Hell. Absolutely. It's a it's a good class. It's a good class. really good class. Really good. Class. I agree. Let's move on. Let's now talk about the 11th annual Wolves Golf Classic presented by Barnes Van Lines. The winners of the tournament it was the Barnes Store team made up of two father-son duos, I believe. Kind of cool. Scott Broom and Zach Broom. Mario Perez-Casar II and Mario Perez-Casar III, who was dressed as Garth Brooks. Yes, absolutely. All black with a black cowboy hat. And it was like ninety eight thousand degrees out there. Absolutely, and he and th- they they played very very well the the entire day. Um, they they uh, they they kind of they uh, and they're nice as could be. Yeah, the nice as could be. Um, I actually saw Mario one um at number three. Big Mario or little Mario? Big Mario. Okay, not at, not Garth Brooks. No, but he, on hole number three, he was talking to Jeff Smith, and I don't think he he knew he. There was a correlation that Jeff had been the assistant here and then became the head coach. It, for those of you who don't keep score, Jeff Smith is our head baseball coach. Just making sure everybody yep. knows. Informing. And uh, and and he he said he actually said, "Welcome to Carrollton. We're glad you're here." And uh, you know, and been Jeff here for nine like, years, eleven years, <laughs> eleven. My bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I just threw out a number. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and so, but and but Jeff was very. It, it was not a. It was not a, a an awkward situation. But yeah. it w- just showed how nice Mario was. Mario yeah. was was trying to you know make everybody feel as welcome as he could. It was it, it was a fan. It, I I really thought it was a really cool moment. Runner up was the Carroll Realty and Insurance team of Taylor Ash, Amber Ash, Jeffrey Jenkins, and Johnny Blankenship. I don't know much about that team. I I know Jeffrey when I worked at um, Oak Mountain. I know he can play golf, and I know Taylor Ash can play golf. Um, but apparently all four of them can play because they got second place in, what, 17 under? And they won nicest golf cart. They did have nice golf carts. Yes, they did. Shout out to them. Yep. Other notes of interest, Jimmy Tuggle won the closest to the pin on hole number two. I was on the back nine. Matt, you were on the front nine. Mm-hmm. I never even saw hole number two. Yeah. Um, but what I heard – the lore. <laughs> See, I'm using that word now. Nice. He hit like two feet. Yeah, yeah. And and I watched Jimmy play several holes. I, I kind of followed him, and uh, and and he hits he hits it very very well. He he does, he does a good job. So, um, but but yeah, really close. And then uh, and then Sidney Stone won the long drive out there on hole 16 uh, with Joey Godwin. Kind of. Uh, oh yeah, he was. Um, he I don't think he moved. Really, I think he had his chair in that tent, and he was happy as could be out there. <laughs> Every time I went out there, I said, "Are you good?" He goes, "I'm great. I couldn't be better." Nice. Well, but Sydney Stone, uh, the daughter of Bill Stone, um, and uh, she she was hitting the ball very very well for the whole day. She was with the uh, Southern Hills team. Shout out to Southern Hills and uh, and Shannon Lovelady, who I, I got I got on video uh, sinking about an eight foot putt or so. So. I saw him hit a hit a ball on. I want to say it was thirteen. I didn't know who it was at the time. I'd never seen him in a hat. Right. Um, but I matched up the tattoo mm-hmm. from what I've seen from your your church sharing. Yeah. It. yeah, yeah. Um, 
so I matched it up later, and uh, he lined up to the – I can't remember if it was left or right, but he lined up because he had been hooking it or slicing it, and uh, he hit it dead straight. Dead straight. Yeah. And that, it, it happens every time, yeah. man. So, every time. And w- But we learned some things the other day, too. We did learn some things. What did we learn, Jared? Dr. Brendan B. Kelly, our president, he can hit a golf ball. Yes, he can. <laughs> the, the man has played some golf before. Yes. That was not his first rodeo out at Sunset. Well, he is a tall drink of water. He is. And and he um and he, he uses he he's got a very easy swing. He doesn't swing hard. You know, my dad always taught me when I when I was learning how to play golf is let the club do the work. Yeah. And he does and he does that very well, but he, he gets his hands going pretty quick yeah. through the zone. As yeah. the, as the uh, as the lingo, you goes. sound like a golf pro. Oh yeah, sometimes, um, but he but he gets his hand go, hands going really quick and and uh, he can hit it really really well. Yeah, I was impressed. I saw him hit a couple of times, but the first one was on hole ten. I was standing there with our softball coach Al Thomas, and uh, Doctor Kelly ripped one down the fairway. I'm telling you, absolutely. So it, 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 we we have a golfer. We have somebody who can who can who can hit 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 the little round ball. So, yeah, it was a good time out at uh, Sunset Hills last week for the 11th Annual Wolves Golf Classic, and we've talked about it before, but next year's 12th Annual Wolves Golf Classic will be back out at Oak Mountain. They're putting in new greens. Um, what I heard was September is when they'll sh- they should be back in, So, which means if we have a golf season, it'll be ready in time for the Matt Dyes Invitational. And and shout out to the the uh, trio of Kevin Gibbs, Matthew Clay, and uh, Justin Japor on on the adjustment on that uh kevin gibbs recognized that that it was not going to be the best situation for people to come out and and play at oak mountain this year for this tournament and so he and matthew and justin japor the pro at um at sunset hills they worked together to make sure that it was still going to be a fantastic event we had a lot of a lot of compliments People had a lot of fun out there. We actually used some of the court carts from Oak Mountain. They brought some carts over. I thought those were for the from Oak Mountain. The blue, the blue carts yep. were, were Oak Mountain. So, um, so a, a, a good joint effort there by uh, two golf clubs here in town um, to to really and they, you know they have a good good relationship. It's a it's a friendly rivalry. Rival. It's definitely a rivalry. Yeah, yeah. They um they have a what they have a Carrollton tur- Cup. Yeah, yeah. The Carrollton like Cup, Ryder Cup setting. Right. Yeah, they've been having it for probably eight years eight or so years now and it, it is definitely something that they will that they uh they uh prize them they absolutely. pride themselves on absolutely. when they win and you know what else was fun about having it at sunset hills we got to meet at the office and drive the golf carts over and then drive them back at the end of the day that was kind of fun and dave haas almost died i did and i, I feared for my life when i pulled out on a maple street we're <laughs> driving a golf cart that i'm not gonna lie about that anybody that was- sees D- dave haas lately ask him ask him about his <laughs> maple street experience on a <laughs> golf cart uh, it was probably my fault. I, I had my hand signals backwards. You did, and if he has PTSD from it, I, I'm not surprised. <laughs> and but the funny part was, he comes back from the tournament. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're probably telling way too much information here. It's all good. But he's carrying a, he's carrying a a, a a cooler on the uh, back of yes. his cart, yes. and, and and it's kind of like the we we put the the seat down and had the truck bed on the back of the golf cart. Yep, and he's going the whole way, and he's. Almost here. He's directly next to the soccer field. A little bit of a hill. A little bit of a hill, and all of a sudden we're, we're behind him. We were racing, actually. No, don't tell people that. That's we, not safe. <laughs> it was safe. We were we were both in. We the were cart. riding side by side. Yes, we in we're, the limo cart. We were trying to see which one, which limo cart could get up the hill first. Exactly. And and so 
And all of a sudden, just drinks and ice and water and everything just go everywhere as that cooler falls. <laughs> the lid the of the cooler? Yeah, it just went everywhere. Nobody so, tell Carrie Stewart. No. Sorry, Carrie. And through all of that, the only thing we lost was one Sprite. Yeah. Uh, yep. There was a casualty. Yep. Rip to the Sprite. Yep. All right, well, we better wrap this up before we tell way too much information about our good friend Dave Haas, and uh, he's the neighbor of Studio 262. Well, the biggest gift that anyone can give is of your resources and time. You've spent your time today listening to Jared and I talk about our Wolves and the, and the Golf Classic and all the, all the great things that have been going on. So you definitely have given of your time, and we're greatly appreciative of our listeners and fans at West Georgia Athletics. Hopefully you're a benefactor, and we're grateful for every penny that is given to our Wolves. If you aren't and would like to be a part of the amazing things that happen here in Carrollton, there are plenty of opportunities for you to give to athletics through the University Development Office. The people over there, Allison Brech and... Uh, Denise Pardue and Mike Cooney, Armani Hansel, uh, that's, a great, that's a great team. They'll, they'll help you out over there. Absolutely. And if you like what you've heard on this episode of What the How, be sure to subscribe and follow. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and a review. And we're still offering reviews for shout-out trade. So you want to be, be on What the How? That's, that's your easiest way in. Absolutely. Five-star ratings, get, get an automatic shout-out. So follow us online, uwgsports.com, and on social media, Facebook, West Georgia Wolves, Twitter, at UWG Athletics, and on Instagram, at UWG Sports. Thanks for listening to Episode 22. I am Jared Boggess. I just work here. I'm Matt Cook, your Assistant Athletic Director for Awesome, and you've been listening to What the How.